your mask. Wear your mask. It is very important for you to put on that mask. This not no joke. And this is not no rundown. Wear your mask. If you vaccinated or not, throw on that mask. And stop lying telling people you vaccinated and you know dang on well you ain't vaccinated. You over trying to get people sick. Stop lying. Swear your What up, what up, what up, what up, EDS Squad? It is your boy Eli. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of EDS Squad After Dark. It's your boy. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get into what we're going to be talking about on today. Because y'all already know what we do today. Y'all already know what goes on, what happens here. Um, So today we're going to be talking about um, Saweetie. Saweetie has been in the news because people are thinking her and Quavo are together. She responds. We'll get into that later on. Today, we're also going to talk about um, rest in peace, love, light, and positive energy to the mother of uh, five children who died in a uh, East St. Louis uh, fire. Um, We'll get into that story as well. Today, we're also going to talk about the crate challenge. Yeah, y'all have started a challenge that's literally killing y'all. Like, and it's stupidly killing y'all. We'll get into it. Um, We're also going to um, discuss the Pentagon ordering all service members to get vaccinated immediately. We're going to get into it because, sadly and crazy enough, they're not going to be the first or the last. Um, to mandate vaccines. Um, we're also going to get into um, federal appeal courts uphold Dylan Roof's conviction and death sentence for 2015 church killings. We'll get into that story as well. Um, we're also going to talk about Tony Hawk and Little Nas X and the blood and views paint that Tony Hawk is using to sell his skateboards. We'll get into it. Um, we're also going to discuss Doja Cat. She announces something amazing that is coming up real, real soon. We'll get into that. We're also going to talk about OnlyFans. OnlyFans. I'm out people that are out here with their OnlyFans. Um, they suspended their new policy changes of blocking sexually explicit content. We'll get into that. We're also going to talk about um, TV series. Based on the 1990 romantic comedy, The Wood is in development at Showtime. We'll get into all of the details within that. We're speaking of the VMAs, we're also going to discuss Chloe Bailey because she is making her first appearance as a solo artist performing at the event. Um, in music news, we're also going to talk about Megan Thee Stallion. She filed court documents alleging her record label won't allow her to release new music with K-pop group BTS. We'll get into the logistics of that. We're also going to talk about um, how Tory Lanez's bail 
uh, has been up to 250k in a Megan Thee Stallion case, and yeah, he went to court. We'll get into all of the details within all of that. Uh, also in news, we're going to discuss uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar shares that he's working on his final TDE album. We'll get into that. We're also going to discuss uh soldier boy soldier boy is in the news because he is again on a drug binge allegedly and is continuing to lie on brands um we'll get into that we're also going to discuss shakari richardson we're going to discuss it we're going to discuss the uh, race that she was just in. We're going to get into all of it. We're also going to talk about Kenneth Petty. Yes, surviving the Petty part two. Uh, Kenneth has the unmitigated gall to file a lawsuit against New York to get his sexual sex offender uh, reg- his name off the sex offender registry. We'll get into all of that. All of this and more. This is EDS Squad After Dark. We'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. Stay locked. And we're back. So let's get in. Before we get into the mess, the drama, you already know, it's the mental health check-in. Um, it has been a interesting week. Um, nothing crazy had happened. It's just a lot of things that... were left out in the air, um, situations and conversations. Uh, this week I've been getting a lot of confirmation, a lot of, um, confirmations, a lot of, uh, revelations, a lot of, uh, just endings of these, uh, updates and endings of these situations. So clarity has been on a thousand, um, I can say this week. Um, but other than that, I feel good. I I am, uh, doing good and I hope you guys are feeling good and doing good as well. Um, and without further ado, let's get into this garbage, this trash. Yes. The celebrity news. Let's get into it. So first things first, let's get into... Soldier Boy. Let's start it off with motherfucking Soldier Boy. Okay, so Soldier Boy is in the news because drugs, pills, lean, alcohol, it, it, it is just ravishing him. You can see it in his face, you can see it in his skin, you can see it in his eyes. He looks terrible. And before I even get into this story, um, Instead of us as a black community praising his uh, craziness, his antics, his lies, um, his theatrics, we really need to figure out what's going on with him and get him the help he needs. Like, because we can literally see it 
on him. And then, God forbid, if something were to happen, then it's 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 R.I.P. Pose. Oh, we sh- we didn't know. We should have never. Uh, 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 uh. We have to start paying attention to our brothers and sisters. And if they're hurting, and if you can see that they may be hurting, go to them and have a conversation. No, he is a grown man and he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. I know that. But having a conversation, knowing that there is someone there in your corner can make the difference. So let's get into the story. So apparently, Soldier Boy went on live and told his fan base that um, him and Atari, if you guys don't know what Atari is, it is a gaming uh, company. Um, he made it seem like he got a deal um, with Atari and that he's the CEO of Atari. He owns it and it was his dream job and it, 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 it was just a lot. You know, it's just a lot. And me, um, I didn't see it when he went live. I don't see Soldier Boy's lives, but I know for a fact I wouldn't have believed it. Immediately, I wouldn't have believed it. Like, come on. Imagine Soldier Boy getting Atari. That would be all over the, like, all over the news. So that was one red flag. And two, this dude is known for lying about simple shit. So you so do you think that he wouldn't lie about getting a deal and becoming a CEO? A company will look at Soulja Boy's past and laugh if he was ever to claim or want to be a CEO of any company. Like you are a PR's worst nightmare, like literally. Um so He did the lives, lied and said that, you know, he's the CEO of Atari. He's the first rapper to be a CEO of a gaming company. You know, the same tired, you know, shit that he does all of the time. And Atari quickly went to their social media and clapped back and wrote the following. Um, We know that CEO of Atari is a dream job, but that honor belongs to Wade Rosen. See, I messed with Atari because you didn't have to go all over the country. You didn't have to write this long-ass press statement. Just get to the point, and they did. Uh, they they didn't sugarcoat it. They didn't. Uh, they didn't do all the theatrics. They basically just said. I know CEO is a dream job, and I know a lot of people aspire to be CEOs of gaming companies, especially gaming fans and stands. But let me make something very clear. That honor, you know, the CEO honor, uh, that belongs to Wade Rosen here at Atari. Um, And, you know, why did they want to do that for? Because literally... Literally, Soldier Boy came back, and I'm going to play the the first live when he lied, and then I'm going to play the clap back. 
Okay, so he clapped back, was going in, was bugging, I, 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 you know, just cursing him out, saying Atari. Uh, he don't play Atari. He plays. He played Nintendo. He plays Sega. Just basically all of the the shit somebody would do once they get called out on their lies. Um, then he proceeded to show a contract, which I read it. I mean, I hope the fans read it because he literally told on himself yet again that contract had nothing to do with him being a CEO. Literally, that contract had everything to do with him uh, help market and promote Atari. And in return, they will give him, uh, I think it was a million Atari coins or Atari tokens. I'm not sure what it's called. And they broke it down. And then you see like on the contract that they broke it down into, you know, sections. But it had nothing to do with him being a part of Atari him being a CEO of Atari, it had nothing to do with that. So it's just like, dude, you really need to get some help. Like, I, it's just like you've been lying, you've been on these bin, bingers, and these like, you need to get help. Like, y'all are laughing at this man, but this man really needs to get help. Like, I can drag. Soldier Boy from here to Kingdom Come, but why when I see that this man needs help? So here are the clips, and when we come back, we're going to continue on with the show. So here is Soldier Boy before and after. I'm me to a deal to Atari. Big shout out to Atari, the whole staff. I'm about to revamp the company. We're going to take Atari to the next level. Everybody go follow at Atari. I am now the owner of Atari. I own the video game company Atari. Ha ha. They was real, they was real proud of me and what I did with the Soldier Boy game console. You know what I'm saying? I blew Soldier Boy game up. Um, we about to sell the company for like, was it a hundred? I think I'm gonna get 140 million. I'm gonna get like a hundred. I'm finna get 140 million dollars from Soldier Boy Games. So Atari reached out and I just signed a deal with Atari. I signed two deals with Atari. I'm the owner. The first rapper to own a video game company. They signed. Follow at Soldier Boy Games. I suppose y'all. Where y'all got me? What? Don't never get on the internet trying to play with me about nothing. Y'all company call me. I'm bring y'all company back. I don't even heard y'all play Sega and Nintendo. I never played Atari. Talking about. Hold on. Look at this. Send me two contracts, 13 pages. Y'all send me 30 contracts. Y'all got me fucked up. I exposed the whole. Fuck you talking about. I never capped about nothing in my life. Fuck you talking about. Never lied about nothing. Y'all said. Whatever the fuck y'all said. Don't make it seem like I'm lying. You talking about fuck Atari, y'all, me, help me, help me. I'm the hottest rap in the game. Ricky Morty, number one. She make it clap, number one. Ain't nobody thinking about no fucking Atari, bitch. You talking about, I ain't never even played Atari. I play Sonic. I play Sega. I play Nintendo. Y'all call me, ask me to help y'all. Now you know what? Follow X.
Continuing on with the mess, the drama, the, the the bullshittery, let's get into Tory Lanez and Megan The Stallion. So, y'all remember when Tory Lanez went to, um, was it Rolling Loud? It was one of them. One of the uh, festivals, child, it's so many, I be forgetting. But do y'all remember when uh, the baby and Megan Thee Stallion were performing at these festivals, right? Uh, it was rolling loud because it was the same night that the baby did his fuck shit. All right, so the baby uh, performed, we already know, and he brought out Tory Lanez. Um, there were also reports that they were going to run down um, Megan Thee Stallion during her set. It was just a lot of gaslighting, a lot of just negative, toxic bullshit that you guys love to pretend and mask and act like uh, he's in the right for some weird reason. Um, well, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite, and it came back and bit. Um, the judge raises Tory Lane's bill to 250k, um, and he the judge warns that he'll be remanded if he violates the protective order again. Um, if you guys didn't know, Megan Thee Stallion put an order of protection out on him, and it was said in this order of protection that Tory was to stay within 100 yards of Meg, and he broke that at Rolling Loud. Um, so his bail went to two, excuse me, his bail increased to 500,000. Um, I'm not, excuse me, it was 250K, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, and, you know, for me personally, lock him up. Yeah, I already know. I don't have nothing for him. I don't see. I don't see it for him in 2021. So for me, lock him up. Locked. 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 That's what you are. Um. That. That. That's. That. That's where I'm at with it. But um, if you guys didn't know that uh. <laughs> That piece of uh, cinematic gold that was from Everybody Hates Chris. Um, but anywho, um, speaking of Megan, uh, Megan Thee Stallion reportedly files court documents alleging her record label won't allow her to release new song with K-pop group BTS. So let's get into the tea. So uh, Megan Thee Stallion, her record label 1501 Certified Entertainment continues to be pretty messy. And now Megan has reportedly contacted the court system for help. According to the recent court documents, Megan Thee Stallion alleges that her record label is stopping her from releasing a brand new song with popular K-pop group BTS. And she wants the judge to step in and make things right. So basically, let me tell you guys what why this is even an issue. So... BTS contacted Meg directly and asked if she can be on this song. Labels in the United States versus labels around the world are different. So what BTS were going to do was they usually what the, what an artist does when they are collabing is that they get they pay the record label and the record label pays 
the artist. Um, this go around, or I, I don't know if it's different in their country where they just pay the artist, uh, they, they skip the label. And uh, 1501, of course, does not like Meg, and Meg does not like 1501. It's, it's very mutual at this point. So pettiness was going to assume itself regardless. So um, Carl Crawford, who is the CEO of 1501, is... Um, one wants he wanted i forgot how much he wanted a six figure sum uh for them to uh get for bts's label to give to 1501 so they can uh clear or approve the record to be released like it, it's it's sick um of course they didn't do that and he got tight and another reasoning why carl did not he didn't want this song to come out because um, it's different from Meg's style um, and Meg's sound. BTS is a international group. Like this record is not going to bring is going to bring her internationally known. So I, 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 it was just they creative differences, and Meg was like, "Fuck all of that shit. I'm not playing with y'all. I, I need this international look. I need this international bag." Like, I, I don't have time to play with y'all. So she went to court, and the court um, granted uh, the release of the song. So shout out to Meg. The song came out. I heard a little snippet of Butter. It sounds good. Her flow is good. The beat is good for her flow. I was really nervous about that. I was like, okay, what beat are they going to choose? Is she going to be able to adapt to the beat? And she was able to. Um, the song is cute. Um, we already know BTS is going to run. The, I mean, BTS's fans is going to run that record the fuck up. So shout out to Meg on that good look. Um Continuing on uh, the final season of Insecure, y'all. First of all, before I even get into when it's set to premiere, I, I have been, a, I'm a big Insecure fan. Um, I love Issa Rae Down. I just love the show. It's just so unapologetically black. Um, it makes me proud of my culture. Um, just the details that Issa put into this show, like the soundtrack, the music, the, 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 uh, the land, the, uh, excuse me, the locations, the, the guest appearances that, that come on the show. It's just, everything is very methodical. Everything is executed perfectly and planned to a T. And that's why this show has been so successful. That's why so many people um, gravitate towards this show because they see authenticity in this show. Um, I I'm really sad that this is gonna be the last season, but I understand and I get it. Um, I I'm just excited to see what we're gonna get this season. Um, you guys, the last and final season of Insecure will be premiering in October of this year. So please, please uh, stay tuned and keep the lookout on Insecure's uh, 
pages, social media pages, HBO's pages, and they'll let you know the official date soon. I'm I'm interested to see a trailer. I'm interested to see what these guys have been going up. What does have me a little bit um that's got me looking that something big is happening this season is the promotional picture of uh insecure season five it looks like a wedding cake has been eating out of with the uh title insecure in season five so is wet is is there going to be a wedding this season are are we finally getting the wedding of all weddings um i'm excited to find out what's gonna happen so like i said job be on the lookout insecure's final season is set to premiere in october okay let's continue on Speaking of TV news, let's get into the TV series based on the 1999 romantic comedy, The Wood, is in development at Showtime. Uh, Roommates, one of the most beloved movies of the 90s, is reportedly on its way to the small screen as the 1999 romantic class excuse me, romantic comedy, The Wood, is set to become a television series. According to the recent reports, premium cable network Showtime has ordered a TV pilot based on The Wood. Um, it's going to have the original director and co-writer, Rick, uh, I do not know how to say his last name, um, on board for the pilot. Okay, so Deadline reports that Showtime officially announced the pilot order for The Wood at the recent Television Critics Association. Um, The TV adaptation is described as an honest look at friendship and dating from the perspective of three Black men born and raised in gentrifying L.A. suburb of Inglewood, finally referred to by locals as the City of Champions. Okay, so the trio is going to struggle the balances of fatherhood, ambition, and loyalty force them to question if they're going apart or closer together. Um, The TV series is also set to acknowledge the original characters of the film. Um, So I'm guessing that they're going to acknowledge the original characters of the film, but it's going to be a new generation. So um, anybody that's fans of The Wood, that liked it, The Wood uh, movie, um, I hope you guys are excited because your time is about to make all your dreams come true. <laughs> uh, me, personally, I... Uh, I can do without it. It's not like it's not something that I was like peeing in for, but I mean, okay, we're in a land of reboots, we're in a land of reimaginations, we're in a land of just taking uh movies and TV shows and readapting them into to today's time. It, it, it's like a boom. I think there's a lot of money in it. That's why you see a lot of these networks uh, rebooting their classic TV shows and reimagining them and readapting them. So, you know, it's just continuing on with the trend. Um, so continuing on, congratulations are in order for Doja Cat. Doja Cat announced that she will be the host of the 2021 MTV Video Music Awards. So shout out to Doja. I'm interested. I never seen Doja in a hosting capacity. So I'm interested to see. She looks like she is a ball of energy. She looks like she can joke and have a good time. So we'll see what is going to be given. Um, If you guys don't know, the VMAs will be premier. Well, uh, I think it's September third, um, Sunday, September third. 
is the uh, MTV Video Music Awards. Speaking of the Video Music Awards, congratulations are in order for Chloe Bailey from the group Chloe and Hallie. She is to make her first solo debut performance at the 2021 VMAs. And she also teased that her debut album is on the way as well. So the rumors and speculations have reached a fever pitch in the recent months. It has just been confirmed that Chloe Bailey is apparently set to go solo and she will make her debut on one of the world's biggest stages. Chloe will make her solo debut performance at this year MTV VMAs and her first album is also currently in the works. MTV recently added more performances to the award show lineup and Chloe Bailey won half of the Grammy nominated Super Sister duo Chloe and Hallie is set to be performing her unreleased viral song, Have Mercy, in its entirety after weeks of teasing and snippet on its social media. This will be the first performance of the song and reportedly set the stage for Chloe's debut album that is on the way. Shout out to Chloe. I am so excited. I am so happy. Y'all already know I am living and looking forward to seeing her performance. I am living and looking forward to hearing her album. I think Chloe is very, very talented. Both of the sisters are very talented. I am glad that they are doing, starting to do their own things. But I already know, I just know Chloe's about to come. She's coming and she's about to come slay the girls. So I, I'm here for it. I, I really am. So shout out to Chloe. Um, like I said, the VMAs will be uh, live Sunday, September 3rd on MTV. So stay tuned for that. Uh, when we come back, we have some more stories to get into. We have Tony Hawk. We have the sad story of the five children that were killed in the apartment fire in East St. Um, Lewis, uh, we also have a, uh, a update on Sweetie. Um, there's been rumors coming out. She claps back. We still got to talk about Shakari, Nikki, and Kenneth. We have a lot to talk about today, so stay tuned. Stay locked. This is EDS Squad After Dark. We'll be back right after this. <music> And we're back. So let's get into the next story. Um, whew, this is this is a heavy one, y'all. Um, an East St. Louis community comes together after the passing of five children due to an apartment fire. Um, oof. So in Saint Louis, East St. Louis, a mother laid rest to five children, which ranged from the ages of two to nine years old. This past Saturday, after they tragically lost their lives in an apartment fire on August 6th. Um, according to WJBF Fox 6, um, Sabrina, Dunigan went to pick up her boyfriend from work, and when she returned home, she was met with flames. At the time, the children were in their grandparents' care, but to escape flames, they jumped from the second floor balcony and could not grab the children due to the fire already being so bad. Sabrina tried to retrieve her children from the apartment, but unfortunately was unsuccessful. 
Reports state that it is unclear if the building had operating smoke detectors. Um, the celebration was held at Greater St. Mark's Church of God in Christ, where the community, along with the family, gathered for the homegoing for Deontay Davis Jr., who was nine years old, twins Heaven and Nevaeh eight, Jabari Johnson, who was four, and Loyal Dunigan, who was two. The children were buried in custom caskets where their exterior represent each child individually. The fire currently under investigation by the Illinois State Fire Marshal and the Illinois State Police Department. Whew. My prayers, my light, my love, my, it's just, I could never, could not imagine cannot imagine um oof, that's just heavy and all i really can say is i just give my light my positive my positive vibes my it's just mm, two to nine years old Mm. Continue to keep the family, the mother, and you guys' prayers. I will do as well. Like, that's just really, really sad. It really is. Um, so continuing on, let's get into um, the Pentagon. So the Pentagon is ordering all service members to get vaccinated immediately. Um, COVID-19 vaccinations for the U.S. military have been mandated. Um, according to the Washington Post, the Pentagon requires active and reserve military members to become fully vaccinated against COVID-19. This comes after the Food and Drug Administration approved the Pfizer, Bio, and Tech coronavirus vaccine this week. According to CNN, the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said in a memo, after careful consultation with medical experts and military leadership, and with the support of the president, I have de determined that mandatory vaccination against corona coronavirus, excuse me, disease, um, is necessary to protect. Woof. So here we go. So all of you guys that have been saying as these vaccines start getting FDA approved, you're going to start seeing employers like, you're not coming to my place of business unless you got those two shots. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's starting from the top. It's starting from the White House and the military and this. Don't be surprised, you guys, if it starts trickling down into you guys' jobs. So, I mean, it. I, for me, I got the vaccine, so there's that. So I, I, the only thing I can just say is do whatever makes you feel good and whatever you want to do. Don't let people sway and persuade you. Do whatever what makes you uh, that's all I can say. Do you. 
because I, I've been seeing on social media that it's been a big debate, the vaxxers versus the non, like, it, and for me, it's do you. You're an adult. You can put anything you want in your body. It's just sometimes, for me, it's just the, the hypocrisy. I just don't like when the non-vaxxers just go over and be up. Like, oh, if you take it when, granted, we don't know what's fully in the vaccine, but at the same time, there's things that you do that's not good for your body as well. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, so moving on. Speaking of the body, um, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, yeah. Tony Hawk um, is selling skateboards designed with blood-infused paint. So I seen the video to this, and basically what they did was they took a vial of his blood and just dipped it and just added it into the paint and you know it's infused in the paint to me it's weird it's high key weird and i don't play with blood sacrifice i don't play with i don't play with blood like for me in my house i don't play with blood um i don't play with it being in shoes whether it's and skateboards, I, I I don't keep your blood to yourself. That that that's my advice. But um, little Nas X, y'all, um, felt away. He he felt away. Um, he took to Twitter and wrote the following: Now that Tony Hawk has released skateboards with his blood painted on them, and there was no public outrage, are y'all ready to admit y'all were never? actually upset over the blood in the shoes and maybe you were mad for some other reason what do y'all think for me personally um it's a double standard but it's not at the same time and this is why little Nas x i i have to be real um when it came to your uh sneaker you also attach satanic imagery and you also attach the devil with the 666 the scripture you attach something else onto that granted it's not really different because i just feel like blood like giving somebody your blood and having it like i, I just feel weird all around but you attached the devil so the black community immediately the, the christian immediately was on your ass because you attached the devil if you would have came out with just the blood i don't know it probably would have gave the same thing but i i just feel like it it it, it went a little bit over and beyond when the devil and all of that stuff was attached to your sneaker. But I mean, at the same time, you know what this country gives. 
Um, you're a black man. He's a white man. Like it, it, it's just, it, it, sometimes it, 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 it can boil down to that. But I also really truly think that the devil being attached to your shoe, Little Nas X, was the primary reason why there was such a humongous outrage. But um, what do you guys think? Think I'm bugging or I don't know. Um, let's continue on because we have a lot of topics. All right, so let's talk about OnlyFans. So all my OnlyFans, all my people that you know partaking OnlyFans. I mean, if you are if you are OnlyFans content creator or or if you you know bought a couple OnlyFans pages, like <laughs> not for real. All right, so. OnlyFans is suspending their new policy change of blocking sexually explicit content. So, to back up a little bit, um, it was previously announced that OnlyFans was going to censor their sexually explicit content on their uh, platform starting October 1st. There was a big backlash, of course. Um... For me, I just felt like this. This is how I felt in the beginning. OnlyFans in the beginning was about creators going on their platform and showcasing their, uh, making sure their um, their audience is just their niche audience is just. It's intimate. You're able to connect directly to your audience. So it was one of those things at first. And then, you know, the sex workers got a hold of it. And then it became a thing. And OnlyFans, y'all didn't have a problem when they came in. And y'all damn sure haven't been having no problem these last two years of making millions upon millions and millions of dollars. So it's like, now you want to make more money by cutting out the people that put you on in the first place. It didn't make sense to me, but I'm glad that people, you know, spoke out and, um, the policy is changing. So OnlyFans took the Twitter and wrote the following. Thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. We have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. OnlyFans stands for inclusion and we will continue to provide a home for all creators. So sex workers, y'all get to sigh. <laughs> Y'all get to, you know, chill out because y'all not, you know, y'all can still do y'all OnlyFans. For me, I, do what you have to do. I, I'm never knocking nobody's hustle. As long as you're not, you know, doing anything morally wrong. Like, other than that, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Okay. So continuing on, let's continue on, y'all. Um, I want to talk about Shakari. 
Let's talk about Shakari, y'all. Let's talk about Shakari. All right. Um, child. So, first off, before we talk about Shakari, let's give a huge shout out to Jamaica. Shout out to Jamaica. Okay, so I love Jamaica. I've never been to Jamaica, but I just love Jamaica. I love the culture. I love the music. I love the people. Like, I really love y'all in Jamaica. So, anybody that's listening out in Jamaica, I love all of y'all, like, down. Um, Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Elaine Thompson Hurrah. If I'm saying your last name wrong, I'm sorry, sis. Takes first in the Prefontaine Classics Women's 100 Meter Race. Shout out to you. Shout out to Jamaica because I've been seeing that y'all have been doing the damn thing on that track and I fucks with it. I'm all for my black brothers and sisters all over the world. I love each and every last one of y'all. Um, but with that, same race, um, Shakari Richardson uh, finishes in last place. I mean, I've been seeing Shakari. And yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice because you know I'm gonna be nice. I, I'm I have, I'm learning to be nice. I'm learning to be nice. So Shakari, her attitude to me hasn't been the best, and I get it. We're all supposed to think we're the best. We're all supposed to think highly of ourselves. I understand that. I get that. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's just and I've been listening to some of her interviews and it's just been a tone of passive aggressiveness. And My first question is, I don't understand why when you, you had the time and the energy just as much as these women, you had enough time to do what you have to do so you can get on this track and do the damn thing.
So Elaine, she went on uh, one of the late night talk shows. And she, you know, was asked a question about Shakari, and you know, she she kept it really nice and sweet. She was like, you know, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all hear that clip. So this is the clip that Elaine was at Jimmy Kimmel Live, I believe it was Jimmy Kimmel, and she said these words about Shakari. And when we come back, I'll get back into my commentary. I know that she's obviously been through so much. And so I hope that she just supported, you know, I hope people rally around her. Obviously, she has a great personality and she's brought in a lot of attention to the sport. And I think she'll be in the sport for a very long time. And so I think just more than anything, you know, for all athletes, there's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, you know, give her the support that she needs. I got you. Well, you just... I know. And we're back. So, y'all listen to the clip, right? So, Shakari saw the clip, obviously, and uh, took to her Instagram story and wrote the following. Um, Encouraging words on TV shows are just as real as, well, nothing at all. So, basically, she's uh, saying that Elaine is being fake. Um, that can very well be true. I'm not going to pretend like that can't be true because it could be. But see, the thing is, Shakari, is that this situation is making you look like a hater and it's making you look jealous and i don't know if those are your emotions and your and that's how you feel but this situation is not is it's not putting you in a good light at all and you're making it worse by coming onto social media and saying passive aggressive shit um so then a Jamaican news site uh, called The Gleaner reported on a free vacation offer from a Montego Bay hotel owner. Um, Shakari was offered a free Jamaican on vacation to slow down. Uh, people thought that was shady. And uh, I mean, it would be nice if she, you know, that. Who wouldn't want a vacation to Jamaica to, you know, calm down and chill out and and get and refocus and get your mind right. Girl, it might have been shady, but I would have took that shit. Okay? Um, so, she turned that down, I believe, and um, she was caught liking a tweet where it says, not y'all Jamaican still talking shit when y'all gotta walk barefoot to your coconut stand every day for a living. So, you know, Shikari is just giving, she's just giving hater. At, at, 
after that tweet, it, it, it just it just became really clear that you have a vendetta or an issue. It's it's giving sore loser. It's giving stop putting all this energy into social media and put more energy into running on this track and getting these medals. I don't want to see it. In, like, I'm tired of the interviews at this point. I don't want to see no more Sha'Carri interviews where she's telling us what she's going to do. Sis, I want to see it. It's time for the actions. Because now you're getting to a point where we're going to not care. I, I, I'm, it's, it's going to get to the point because you're talking so much that it's going to be put up or shut up. And if you cannot deliver, we're going to go to the next person. That's what it's giving. So, Sha'Carri, I, I, my advice to you is to get off of social media and get back to training and getting your shit together. So, like I said, your actions can speak louder than your words. Next case. And Nicki Minaj, you're too old to be going back and forth with this girl. We're seeing the subliminals. The barbs already decoded it. We already decoding what it's giving. Yes, sis may have wrote a tweet saying that she don't like your music and your music was trash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But girl, it's t- it's it, it. We have to. We have to. And speaking of, since you know, I started with that. I might as well just get right into surviving the petties part two. Part two. So. Last week, you know, I told you guys all about the case, you know, what's going on, what's going on with Jennifer, and all of that stuff. Now, the new thing on the block is that Kenneth feels that he was coerced and basically uh, led under false pretenses into signing uh to be on the set, the sex offenders registry list. Um, so much so, he is now suing the state of New York. Let's get into the story, y'all. So this is from official Ken Barbie. Shout out to official Ken Barbie. Um. So he wrote, either Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, thinks he's above the law because of who he's married to, or Minaj thinks her star power is enough to excuse the actions of a hardened criminal. However, some should probably inform them that if you don't want to have to register as a sex offender, the better course of action is probably just not to rape people. Allegedly. But we already know. Yeah, now. So almost a week after it was reported that Minaj and her husband were on the receiving end of a lawsuit, a new report states Petty has filed this suit of his own. In 1995, you already know, Petty was convicted of an attempted rape of Jennifer Hugh and her 
and served four years behind bars. Once he was released, he was mandated to register as a sex offender. It wouldn't be his, the last run-in in the law with Patty because in 2006, he was sentenced to seven years in prison for the 2002 murder of Lamont Robinson. Uh, the attempted rape case has caused Patty alleged victim to file a lawsuit because she claims uh, since 2018, she has been pressured, harassed, and attempted to bri- to be bribed into recanting her story. As Minaj and Petty face off against the lawsuit, now Petty is suing the state of New York, including its criminal justice services, because he wants his name removed from its sex offenders registry. The outlay states that Petty, who is placed as a risk level two sex offender, classified as overall danger to the public claims he was not wasn't notified of the hearing that decide on what level he would be issued he says that it occurred in 2004 when he was in jail and also states he never he never signed paperwork petty believes he got he never got his constitutional right due to due process oh my goodness he also claims that his reputation has suffered resulting in humiliation and financial loss. Oh my God, this is so sad. Um, and that includes his 2020 arrest for not registering as a sex offender in California. It is reported he is only seeking for his name to be completely removed from the registry. And the court documents of the suit, Petty's lawyer, Megan Blanco, states, Cites that the court should be more lenient with his residential travel restrictions as well as his curfew as he is currently employed as the manager for his spouse, Nicki Minaj. Oh my God. I want y'all to digest what I just told y'all. Digest it. A man who was convicted of rape sent to jail. And a part of his plea deal was when he was released, he was going to be on the sex offenders registry. Yes, this same man has the unmitigated gall, the balls, the audacity to sue the state of New York to get his name off of that list. Like he is somebody special. Petty, you were in jail. Kenneth, you were in jail. Ken, you were in jail. You cannot tell me under this sun, under the stars, under the sky, that these people did not come to your jail and give you this paperwork to sign. You cannot tell me that. I'm sorry. You you might have me, you might have, you might have people stupid and dumb and believe this, but you're not going to have me. I'm sorry. His reputation. Nigga, your reputation, what reputation have you had? Because if you were not out here 
raping, you were killing. Like you stayed in and out of jail. So what reputation did you have? Make it make sense to me. Like who? Like, I know a lawyer's job is to get paid, but I, sometimes I be thinking like, do these lawyers really be like sitting? And listening to these dumb fucks come up with this dumb ass shit and be like, do they really be like, okay, let's go on. Let's, let's, let's. Like, this is crazy to me. You did the crime and you don't want the consequences. This is, that's basically what it's giving. You did the crime, but you don't want the consequences. Who do you think you are? Y'all are not above the law. I don't care if Nikki sells 20 million <laughs> records. I don't care. She's not above the law. And it's just like, first, y'all look crazy because y'all literally just proved Jennifer's case because that was the reason why y'all was harassing her because y'all want this off Y'all want his name off the registry. So you basically just gave away this case to Jennifer. So that's one mistake that y'all did. And then the second one is just like the state of New York, the justice services, criminal justice services. Girl, have fun. I really hope you, you, I, 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 you're not going to get what you want. I, I know that. I know that. You're not going to get what you want. But I hope you have fun trying to get through this case. You're going to spend unnecessary money. Again, Nikki, spending unnecessary money on a bum-ass nigga. Congratulations. And I, I, it's just disgusting to me. It's disgusting. It's gross. And it just is like... If you niggas don't have anything in this world, audacity, y'all have that. I just, it's just, this is, that just story just repulses me. It literally repulses me. And speaking of repulsing, Speaking of people that just repulse me, um, so at least we can say that the justice system works some of the time. It ain't perfect. It ain't. It's far from it. But the federal appeals court upholds Dylan Roof's conviction and death sentence for the 2015 church killing. So breaking, um, this is from the Associated Press, a federal appeals court has held the conviction and sentence of a man on federal death row for the racist slaying of nine members of black South Carolina congregation. A three-judge panel affirmed Dylan Roof's conviction and sentence. So he will remain in, pr in prison and he will be sentenced to death. So... You, you tried. Um, it's just like that, like another thing. Like I said, if men don't have anything under this sun, they have the audacity. It's the audacity for me. You literally 
went into a church and committed a hate crime and you think that you're going to get your case overturned and you're not going to get sentenced to death, which you should. And I'm sorry, I'm not a, I, 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 I'm not for the death penalty. I, 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 but in some cases, it's like, child, you did, you, you, you did too much. And, and that's, that's your punishment. And in this, this case, you did too much, and this is your punishment. Um, continuing on, I'm going to need y'all to really get y'all lives together. Because if y'all don't, y'all are really going to be killing yourselves for something stupid like a challenge on TikTok. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. This crate challenge. So medical expert Dr. Vonda Wright warns viral crate challenge has potential to cause injuries with lifelong implications, okay? So the social media sphere has been flooded with one of the toughest and most entertaining challenges to date. And while the crate challenge has provided many of us to laugh, it looks like those who have chosen to participate could be putting themselves at serious risk. The original videos feature folks attempting to climb stack crates, most of whom are unsuccessful after their first few steps. People have since put their own spin on the challenge, and a select few have even made it across. Regardless, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Vonda Wright warns against doing the challenge or potentially risk sustaining lifelong health injuries. This is probably one of one that I've seen that has the highest potential for bodily injuries that will take people out, not just of their daily lives, but could have lifelong implications. I get it's fun, but let's use our brains. Like, I, I heard somebody crack their skull. Like, I'm hearing crazy things happening from this challenge. And I'm like, it doesn't even look, to me, it doesn't even look fun to watch. Like I, I, I wasn't keen. keen. Like I, I, it's just some things just don't amuse me. I'm just a different person. I'm a different breed, I guess. But the, the, it never that challenge never gravitated towards me. Now that scholarship prank challenge. Now that shit has been having me weak on TikTok. If we want to talk about challenges and pranks and shit, that scholarship one. Chef's kiss. Whoever started that, chef's kiss just been having me in stitches um but yeah y'all have to get y'all life together because people are really getting injured and hurt and people are like getting hurt from this like it's crazy like yeah y'all have to get y'all lives all right um before we go on break, I want to talk about one more story. All right, so let's talk about um, IG model Anna Montana and NBA player LaMelo Ball. So, child, have y'all seen the gossip? So, we're down the street. Is that Anna Montana and <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, Lamelo Ball are uh, together, like they're romantically together. Um, 
Anna Montana took to Twitter when, you know, they started trending and she wrote the following. Y'all do know I have my own money and take care of myself and my family, right? Because people were calling her like a gold digger. And because she is much older and he is much younger, it's, it's really gross to me because of the age. She's 32 and he's 19. Granted, according to America, according to the law, he is of age. But it's just something with that teen at the end. I hear a lot of people say that, and I and I agree. It, it's something about that teen at the end that just grosses me out. There's nothing that an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, hell, a 20, a 21, or a 22-year-old could do for me. And as I'm getting older, the ages are going up. (laughs) And I promise you that. Like, you pretty much will have to come to me hella different because I, I, I just been through too much, but that's a different story for a different time. But this is just weird and gross. And of course, LaMelo is not like it's not gonna have no problem with it. He's fucking an older woman. That is a young boy's fantasy, especially a young boy who now is making money on top of money. So it's like it, it is weird. And uh And girl, just because you have your own coin does not mean that you cannot be also lusting and grafting after another person's coins. Like, that that doesn't make you absolved because you have your own money. People with their own money can also want other people's money as well. So I just have to make that very clear. Um... So we're going to go on break. And when we come back, we have a couple more stories. I want to talk about Kendrick. I also want to um, talk about... Britney Spears. Yes, we got to talk about Britney. And more. So just stay tuned and stay locked. We'll be right back after this. And we are back. All right. So let's get into Kung Fu Kenny. Let's get into K Dot. If you don't know, Kendrick Lamar is. My top favorite rapper of all time. I absolutely love Kendrick Lamar. I love his style. I love his flow. I love his message. I just love Kendrick Lamar. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all bitches say. That's my nigga for real, for real. Um, So he's been, you know, gone for a minute, you know. He's been gone for a minute. And he popped back up recently. <laughs> And took to Instagram, where he wrote the following. Um, hold on one second, y'all. 
So he wrote the following. Um, I spend most of my days writing with fleeting thoughts, writing, listening, and collecting old beach cruisers. The morning rides keep me on a hill of silence. I go months without a phone. Love, loss, and grief have disturbed my comfort zone, but the glimmers of God speak through my music and my family. While the world around me evolves, I reflect on what matters the most, the life in which my words will land next. As I produce my final TDE album, I feel joy to be have part of such a cultural imprint after 17 years, the struggles, the success, and most importantly, the brotherhood. May the Most High continue to use Top Dog as a vessel for candid creators as I continue to preserve my life's calling. There's beauty in completion and always faith in the unknown. Thank you for keeping me in your thoughts. I prayed for you all. See you soon enough. Oak Lama. So we are getting a Kendrick album in the near future, and um, it's going to be his last TDE album. Um, I did hear that, you know, there's been a lot of issues with TDE when it comes to releasing music in a timely fashion. Um promoting in a timely manner. Um, But this is interesting to see what Kendrick does next after, you know, TDE. Um, I'm interested to see. I'm going to be there right along for the ride because, you know, I'm team Kendrick. Okay. Are y'all ready for the album? Are y'all y'all ready? Like we got we had, Cole came out. Cole did his thing. We we love Cole. Cole's another favorite of mine. Now I'm just I just need I just need Kendrick. I need Kendrick at this point in time. Um. Moving on, let's get into Britney Spears. So Britney Spears is under investigation for alleged battery against female employee. All right, let's get into it. So Britney Spears is facing a new challenge amid the legal battle to be released from her conservatorship. According to People, the artist is under investigation by a California Sheriff's Department for allegedly striking a female housekeeper. At this time, Britney is only a suspect in the alleged misdemeanor battery incident. Captain Eric But. Bush Chow of Ventura County Sheriff's Department told people that an employee reported Brittany after she allegedly struck them during a dispute. The incident reportedly took place inside the star's home. The captain did not share specifics about the case, but confirmed that misdemeanor battery involves physical contact with someone else. Despite reports, a source close to Brittany painted a different picture to people. The undisclosed source said that there was no hitting. Brittany allegedly tried to knock. 
her cell phone out of the hand housekeeper's hand. However, no injuries were reported following the incident. Here we go. It's like every time it's, it's like at the, when are we going to get to the point where we just finally understand that when certain things happen, bad reports start to come out. When people want a, a higher position, when they're in new positions, higher positions, that's when the bad reports come. That's when the controversy comes. This girl has been, you know, battling this conservatorship for months. And now, all of a sudden, there's a report that she's abusing her housekeeper. But not really abusing her because she hit her the phone out of her hand and not her. Like, what's going on? Like, come on. Like, come on. Like, really? This is what y'all come up with. This is what you could come up with to try to play with the court system with this case. Good night. That's all I can say. It's good motherfucking night. Like, I can't. I can't. All right, moving on. My last um, topic that I want to talk about is Tamar Braxton. She... Tamar Braxton went to Instagram the other day, and she... Uh, wrote this post um, dedicated to uh, her sister, uh, Tracy Braxton. I'm going to read, you know, the post, but I just want to set up a little backstory so you guys that don't know what is going on understand. So Tracy and Tamar has had a, a rocky relationship since the show, Braxton Family Values been on air. Um, you know, they've had their good times, you know, when all the sisters were bonding. And then they had their really bad times where it, it got nasty and it got to the point where hands were trying to be thrown. And it, it just got really ugly. And um, it saddened me because... I have brothers and I just couldn't imagine at, you know, their age, me and my brothers, you know, get into places where we have so much animosity and anger built up that we're putting hands on each other. I just always felt bad and I just always hoped and prayed that they would, you know, get it together and see that. You guys are sisters, and after this show ends, you guys are still going to be sisters. And do you guys want to be sis um, a 
sister, do you guys want a sisterhood, excuse me, that's togetherness, that's love, that's light, that's positivity? Or do you want to leave that show with a sisterhood that's broken, separated, and toxic? And, you know, Tamar, you know, left the show and, you know, she's on her own journey, her mental health journey, and just on a journey of finding herself. And within finding herself, she uh, did a random appreciation post. And this is what she wrote, y'all. Random appreciation post to... To my beautiful, funny, amazing sister, Tracy Braxton. I regret this time the most. I was spoiled and stupid, selfish, self-righteous, and overly sensitive, and I made you feel like shit with this irrational, non-deserving post. I think this is when our relationship took the turn for the worst. But look at God. We are closer than ever, probably because we disinvited the devil in our homes. The truth is you are talented and you make bops just like the rest of us in your own style and in your own way. And it is great music. I still jam to Last Call. Me too. Last Call is will be forever a bop. Um, you are enough and you are sure not a wannabe. Fuck them people for saying that. It is not and wasn't okay. You are everything. My big sister, and I love you with my entire heart. Keep being you. It's everything I need. Love you, Tracy. Tracy. So the picture um, was um, around the Grammys uh, time. Uh, I think Tony was nominated for a Grammy. And Tracy, you know, did an appreciation post. Like, congratulations to my sister. For um, she did appreciation post. Yes, she did appreciation post. Uh, talking about you know why she's here today is because her sister with the Grammy. Um, and somebody um commented under and wrote, "Tracy Braxton, you're going to get a Grammy, Tracy. I can see it already." And then Tamar, being shady, um, wrote. A post saying, do the Grammys have a duet with auto-tune category yet? Because have a seat with the thumb down. So, yeah, they're really, so that's what the relationship. But mind you, this is social media and they're celebrities. So this is going to be seen in, on all types of blogs. So it was bad. But... Fast forward to today, I'm so glad that they are in a happy space, a happy place. I'm glad that they have mended um, fences and that they are back to their sisterhood. Um, I, I really am because Tracy is talented and she is talented in her own right. And to see people say it um, is one thing, but then to come home to your family and you hear it, 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 it's another type of pain. So shout out to Tracy, shout out to Tamar. I love both of them. And that is going to wrap up 
today's episode of EDS Squad at the Dark. I love each and every last one of you guys. I thank each and every last one of you guys for checking it out. Y'all already know what I'm about to say next. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place, same space. Oh, yeah, before I go, Eli's Hour of Power coming soon. Coming soon. Part two. Let's get it. Peace, y'all. I love y'all. This has been an EDS Squad TV production. This episode was produced and edited by Eli. Shout out to Anchor, the simple way to make a podcast.